Banerjee, and I'm um, core faculty at the um, College of um, at College of Health Sciences and Public Policy at Walden University. Um, so today, what I, I want to um, talk to you about um, is um, diabetes um, affecting Alzheimer's disease and related dementia among African Americans. So there are uh, no disclosures to report. Here's how um, this talk is going to be um, divided up. So I'm going to go over some pathophysiology, pathophysiological mechanisms um, of Alzheimer's disease and how that is connected with race. Um, I'll also give you some epidemiological statistics, epidemiological measures um, of Alzheimer's disease. I'll show you a geospatial distribution of Alzheimer's disease. And then um, at the end, what I'm going to go over is some of the research. Um, the reason I um, included some of the introduction to this is because um, Alzheimer's disease, um, however empirical we are, um, however much um, we do research, um, we have to frame it from a, a, a public health perspective and social determinants of health. Um, that is um, key indicators for this. Um, So this is the abstract. Um, so um, what is interesting is that, um, and, and alarming, is that one in eight older Americans, um, greater than 65 of age, are affected by Alzheimer's disease um, and, and related dementias. And this um, annual cost um, is more than $200 billion. Um, so let's put this into perspective. Um, something else um, that is important to note is that um, if you think about a lot of the pharmaceutical advertisements, um, if you look at the race of the individuals that are there, um, most you'll see Caucasians, um, uh, white Americans. Now, what I'm telling you is that, no, Caucasians are not the only ones. Um, in fact, African Americans are two times as likely um, to get Alzheimer's disease related um, and um, Alzheimer's disease and related deaths. Um, than the general population. Um, among among um, Latino Americans, um, they're about 1.7 times higher likely to experience um, Alzheimer's disease-related deaths um, than, than their white counterparts. Um, so thinking about um, the, the gravity of this and, and understanding kind of um, what is going on and where do we head um, after this. Um, a, a lot of this we have to make, we need to drive social change to make actionable policy, not just having policy um, from empirical research. Um, another thing I wanted to um, make note of is that um, because of um, so much misinformation about Alzheimer's disease, um, this is considered a silent epidemic um, among African Americans. Now, um, what is also important to note, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to say that there needs to be um, uh, different scoring systems um, according to race. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I'm just giving you the perspective that there's um, various uh, differences um, to, to make note of so that we can make more informed policy than what we have um, present um, in today's society. So I wanted to um, take a moment here. This is um, in one of the publications that I um, showed you in the previous slide. 
Um, there is um, one thing that is interesting um, and important is that the percentage of age 65 and uh, above adults with Alzheimer's disease by race, African Americans are 14%, uh, Hispanics 12%, and then non-Hispanic whites 10%. So you'll see these um, uh, these symptomology um, in um, in many of the um, uh, in, in a lot of the um, different races. Um, Alzheimer's disease doesn't care if you're rich or poor. I mean, um, we know with lower socioeconomic status, um, the um, likelihood um, of mortality is higher. Not because of any sort of racial differences in the disease process, disease itself, more um, because of understanding um, how socioeconomic status, social determinants of health, upstream factors are playing a role in the development of Alzheimer's disease. So this slide I, uh, is, um, I already kind of went over this us against Alzheimer's. Um, uh, uh, this is about some of these health disparities and I wanted to bring your attention um, to this, a two times as likely to have Alzheimer's. And I did say about 1.7 or so, um, the actual value is 1.5 <coughs> times as likely to have Alzheimer's disease. Um, something else that is important here is that looking at the risk factors. Um, why am I why am I telling you about diabetes? Why why am I telling you about um, blood pressure, obesity, stroke? What does that have to do with Alzheimer's disease? Well, these are risk factors: um, high blood pressure, um, some of the uh, classic cardiovascular disease-related um, um, risk factors are also applicable to Alzheimer's disease. So um, there's going to be an increase. Um, age 65 and older um, will more than double by 2030 among African Americans. So that is actually going from 2.7 million in 1995 to 6.5 million, 6.9 million by 2030. Um, African Americans have a higher rate of vascular dementia than white Americans. And so this is where high blood pressure um, uh, plays such an important role because um, one of the, um, the etiology of um, Alzheimer's disease is, um, is um, hypertension that leads to stroke that would then lead to dementia. Um, and then the uh, um, other thing that is important that is that um, African Americans who are evaluated have a much higher rate of false positive results. Um, and there's a lot of underreporting. So if, if we don't know the facts, if we don't know what is going on empirically, then we can't tell uh, policymakers what is going on. Um, people, you know, they, they like to um, see what is going on. However, to prove your point, you have to um, show people numbers um, or, or else you can't um, sell to stakeholders um, and, and when I mean sell, I, I mean um, convince stakeholders that, that you need to um, spend more money on this. So cognitive differences, um, something important. Um, many African Americans um, believe, and, and this is um, not because of any other reason, um, they believe that 
Um, and, and again, I'm not making any overgeneralizations. There's a lot of heterogeneity um, in, um, in each of the races. Um, so when I say African-Americans, many um, individuals are um, from various parts of the country. And I'm going to show you a map of the distribution of Alzheimer's disease. But right now, um, what I'm trying to focus on is um, looking at um, uh, uh, um, bullet point number three. Um, that is um, showing that um, African Americans, um, many times, um, and this is from the paper, um, many times believe that cognitive decline is a normal uh, part of aging. Um, couldn't be further from the truth. The, the reality is um, we need to have the uh, level of suspicion um, much higher. And, and um, what I mean by that is, um, for instance, and in, 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 you know, um, in areas that there is Lyme disease, you want to make sure that you're looking for the symptoms. So similarly, in cognitive decline, you have to um, understand and look for the symptoms um, rather than wait for your patient to report what is going on. And uh, that's the citation, by the way, Lennon. So this is a busy slide. I'm not going to go over all of the pathophysiological biomarkers um, and whatnot, but I, I want to uh, bring to your attention some things um, on this. Um, APO, APOE allele, um, apolipoprotein um, E um, allele. Um, there are some genetic markers um, that are more severe in African Americans um, rather than um, their uh, Caucasian counterparts. Um, so APOE is um, two to three times higher risk of Alzheimer's disease. And, uh, and so this is such an important indicator. Um, however, um, they, there, there needs to be more research into this. Um, APOE, um, African Americans um, have more. Um, now, I wanted to talk about this um, a bit, spend some time. Um, intergenerational trauma, systemic racism. All of these things apply to um, Alzheimer's disease and um, connecting that to social determinants of health. So um, um, this, this trauma um, going from um, slavery to transitioning into Jim Crow laws to redlining to even um, current day gentrification, all of these things matter. All of these things lead to Alzheimer's or are connected with Alzheimer's disease and are connected with social determinants of health, which is why we need to um, uh, go upstream to be able to identify the risk factors before it is too late. Um, we know from research that the earlier on um, that you catch this disease or, or identify the symptoms of these diseases, then the treatment process can begin much earlier. So, um, among, among black Americans, African Americans, um, ages 70 and older, a quarter are living with Alzheimer's disease. Um, black Americans are um, twice as likely, and I went over that in a previous slide. Um, only 20% of black Americans say they have no barriers. 80% are saying that there are barriers in healthcare um, from getting the proper treatment that they need. So it, it, it's, it's no um, surprise that some of these um, symptoms are, are not being discovered early on because there's mistrust. Um, there's mistrust of the medical establishment. I mean, why wouldn't there be? 
Um, there, there was the Tuskegee Citizens Experiment. Um, there was the Henrietta Lacks um, uh, cervical tissue um, that, that wasn't, she didn't get permission um, to use the cervical tissue that um, is still being used um, today in labs. Um, these are immortal cells um, that are being used. Um, and so um, there's mistrust. Um, and, and we need to do more to, um, to, to kind of bridge that gap and um, create trust um, from all of this trauma that has taken place. We're in Atlanta um, today. So I wanted to give you some perspective as to how the um, disparities exist within location to location. So um, I want to bring your attention to where we are located. Where we're located, the life expectancy is 74. Um, now, you go out into the suburbs. Um, uh, Northwestern still 72, 71, 74. What happens up there, I mean, in Buckhead? If you, if you look at all the houses there, um, and there's, they're all rich houses, um, and for lack of a better term. Um, and, and, and so because of the monetary sort of affluence, um, they're able to, um, uh, people living in that zip code are able to um, utilize the resources um, uh, through a lot of indicators such as um, education and, and um, the disparities that take place um, within the city. So we, we need to dig deeper. Um, not enough to say, all right, um, everyone's being treated the same all across the country, and there are these uh, patterns, um, all um, homogeneous. No, um, this is going on, um, depending on where you live, look, um, it makes a difference. So I'm gonna go over some maps here, more maps. So um, one of my um, many hats that I wear is um, geospatial analysis, and um, I, I actually received my master's degree in geospatial um, from Johns Hopkins. And so some of these maps that you see are, are from that, drawing from that knowledge. Um, Alzheimer's disease, um, the prevalence of Alzheimer's disease in general has a geospatial distribution. Um, not all places are acquiring, um, people living in all places are acquiring Alzheimer's disease. Um, as you can see um, in the South, you'll see diabetes, you'll see stroke, all these um, in the South. However, um, uh, Florida has a hyperponderance. Now, I, I mean, we can't make any generalizations. However, one reason that may be the case is because um, a lot of individuals who um, retire um, choose to go to Florida. Um, again, a, a generalization, um, some maybe overreaching generalization here, um, th that's one reason, that may be one reason. Um, so let me go um, into my research then, and then, um, well, this is all my research. Um, the, the diabetes, again, the South is, um, uh, has a higher preponderance. Um, and then Alzheimer's disease and diabetes um, connected together. Um, there's um, Texas, and um, the reason, uh, let me go over this quick, the reason Texas lights up every single time, and this is something that legislators need to change, is because the, during the Medicaid expansion program, uh, uh, Texas decided that they didn't need to um, expand Medicaid. Uh, and um, so one of the few states that um, access is uh, disparate between um, the rich and the poor. Um, so, so you see the preponderance and connection between diabetes 
um, and Alzheimer's disease. So how do you quantify? Um, and some of the results here. Um, so the key question, I'm, I'm not going to go through too much detail. Um, the key question here was that you have ethnicity. So you have African-Americans um, versus their Caucasian counterparts. And seeing if there's a connection between um, that variable and Alzheimer's disease-related dementia mortality. So the cause of death was Alzheimer's disease-related mortality. Now, so, so you have the connection between, understanding the connection between ethnicity and Alzheimer's disease-related mortality. That p-value was less than 0.05. Then when you look at diabetes, it, um, see, um, I showed you that map between diabetes and Alzheimer's disease. When uh, diabetes modifies that effect, then um, it, it, is, that, is that something that modifies? Um, does diabetes modify that effect? And the answer is yes. Um, diabetes just does modify the um, relationship between um, relationship between um, um, and um, um, yeah. So um, the risk factors that we um, control for confounding variables was tobacco use and poverty income ratio and age, and then um, uh, so con conclusion in this study we determined that ethnicity has an important role. In Alzheimer's disease related death. More importantly, African American individuals with diabetes is 84 percent higher likely to um, experience Alzheimer's disease related mortality than um, Caucasian. And then preventative measures must incorporate ethnicity um, as a consideration. So, look, we need to do more. Um, that, that's the bottom line. We, we need to make sure that we're addressing social determinants of health, that we're addressing the upstream factors, and we are presenting this data. Uh, in conjunction with um, qualitative information in these maps, so that we can convince um, stakeholders and policymakers that there needs to be change. Thank you for listening.